Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. There are two concepts that are becoming more vague to most people. And the first concept has been vague for centuries. The second concept is becoming more and more vague as we get closer to Christ's return. The first concept that is vague to most people is who and what is God? And that's something people have wondered about for many years and debated, and there's been a lot of ideas. The second concept, and it is directly related to it, is what makes a family? What's a family? What makes a family? That's a concept that used to be pretty straightforward for most people, but now it is becoming more and more vague. Those two things are very much tied together. We can and we must understand both concepts, and they are fundamentally tied together. Who and what is God and what makes a family? We need to understand that. Let's look at John 1 and verse 1 to start with today. We have a few passages. We'll look at a few in John here. So if you have a Bible handy, it'd be good to get it out. We could look at these passages together and see what God says and what his word says in relation to this. John 1 and verse 1, this takes us back to a time long ago before even mankind or even the angelic creation. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And this is a quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course Lesson 19, and it's the message from the editor. And it says, As Herbert W. Armstrong made plain in his masterful book, Mystery of the Ages, these two made one God or one family. And they were both God in the same sense that two members of the same family could both be Smith. So did you catch that? See, God is a family name. God is a family. And the God who became God the Father and the Word who became Jesus Christ are currently the two members of the God family. God's plan is to have his family expand. It's going to get a lot bigger than what it is right now. Why did John begin with the prehistory of God? He could have started his gospel account, I suppose, at at, uh, a variety of places historically, but this is what God inspired. He inspired John to begin with the prehistory of God even before anything else was created. And what was the purpose in that? Well, God inspired John to begin this history because he intended John to skip over the history of Lucifer, rebelling and causing one-third of the angels to rebel and become demons. You can read that history there, and some of it anyway, in Revelation 12 and verse 4. You see that a third part of the stars of heaven were cast down, so a third of the angels 
And we can read a little bit more about Lucifer's rebellion and what happened if we look at Isaiah. So you can hold your place in John, and we can look at a passage in Isaiah, and we'll look at Isaiah 14. This gives us some historical insight into Lucifer and what happened with him. Isaiah 14, and we'll read verses 12 through 15. It says, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? We see that uh, Lucifer, now Satan, has a lot of power. Verse 13, For you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. See, there was a, a vanity problem here, and Lucifer wasn't happy with what he was given. He was given so much by God, and he wasn't happy with that. He wanted to take over. He wanted to be in charge. And so he tried to overthrow God. Verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. He wanted to be the Most High. He wanted to be the top. Verse 15, yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So he's not going to achieve that. He was thrown down, and, and then he's been thrown down again in this end time, and Revelation talks about that as well. And we have a lot of information about that at thetrumpet.com. But there was this catastrophic failure where the angelic creation uh, didn't fulfill what God wanted them to do. Now there are still two-thirds of the angels that are righteous, and that are following God. But here we see the example of Lucifer, who rebelled. He wanted to overthrow God. He wanted to be God and rule and be in charge of everything. And he got one-third of the angels to go along with him and go along in that rebellion. And so John was inspired to just skip right over that when we read John 1 and verse 1. Well, why is that the case? Why did God want him to skip over that? Again, this is a quote from Lesson 19. It says, John skipped over this probably because of what happened to Lucifer and one-third of the angels. That plan, we could call it Plan A, had failed. Lucifer, whose name literally means light bringer, brought light, but then something tragic happened. He lost this light. God and the Word had lived together for all eternity in unity and in love, after the angels were created, Lucifer and one-third of the angels rebelled. And for the first time ever in the universe, there was rebellion, disunity, and a lack of love. Now, what a terrible turn of events. There had always been peace and unity and harmony, and, and then now there was rebellion. And for the first time, there was disunity, lack of love, the quote continues, it says, God didn't inspire John to talk about that rebellion in John 1 and verse 1 because God now had another plan, a better plan. So John's going to start talking about the better plan. And that involves us. That involves family. That involves understanding who and what God is. This better plan was only for mankind. God wants mankind ultimately 
to be born into his family and help that family expand. Mankind is invited into the family of God. It's an incredible plan, but it's also a very risky plan. And notice why that is, why it's so risky, why it why it required such a, a great risk. We see this in John 1 and verse 14. John 1 and verse 14. It says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word came to this earth as a human being. He came as Jesus Christ. And you know the history from the Bible. Christ lived a perfect life. He never sinned and then was beaten and killed to pay for the physical and spiritual sins of mankind. And when we repent of sin, God forgives us. And to repent means that we stop sinning and we start obeying God's laws. It's more than just feeling bad. It's a change of direction. So consider how risky that plan was and is. Thankfully, Christ has perfectly fulfilled his part in it. But there was a great risk at that time for them. Lesson 19, again, it says, Now God was taking a chance on losing the word, who later became his son upon begettal in the Virgin Mary. The word would have to divest himself of his eternal glory and live a perfect life as a mortal human being to qualify as the unblemished sacrificial lamb to pay the tremendous price for the sins of all mankind. What if the word were to sin? His death would then only pay for his own sins, and it would not have been possible to resurrect him. That would have left only one God and no Savior, no family, no future for mankind. We can begin to see, on some level at least, how much of a risk there was. And the more we study into this and the more we think about it and pray about it, the more we understand what a risk it was. And for humans today, for those of us alive, there's there's risk involved. You know, if we uh, reject God and we don't follow him, then we won't be in that family. So there's the risk there. But we have all the help we need if we rely on God and use his power. And we can be and will be in his family. Thankfully, Jesus Christ was successful. And we too can be successful if we rely on God's power. And you can see why there is so much confusion about family today. You know, Satan hates this plan. And so he's clouding and and destroying the concept of family. What is family? If people don't understand even what physical family is, they're going to have a very hard time understanding God and the fact that he is a family. How do we know who and what God is and what family is? How do we know those things? Notice John 1 and verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. So Jesus Christ declared the Father. 
Jesus Christ taught about family, the God family, and the human family. And God created the human family to teach us about the God family and to prepare us to enter into it. When we read about God as a family, we can think about what it's like to be in a human family. But again, that's a concept that's becoming more and more vague because as people don't know what a family is today sometimes, depending on their situation they're in. It's not being taught according to the Bible in most places. It's being corrupted, and it's being perverted. And so people don't understand what family is, but where does family come from? Who created it? Well, God created it. You can read the creation account there in Genesis. God created man and created male and female and created family to teach us about the God family. Jesus Christ declared the Father. Jesus Christ taught about family. And Satan hates this plan. He hates it more passionately than we can fathom. But we see the fruits of Satan's hatred in the attack on family today. You see so much destruction when it comes to families, perverted lifestyles, abortion, the horrific list goes on and on. The attack on family is not happenstance. It's because Satan does not want mankind to understand that God is a family, and he does not want mankind to enter into the God family. This is a quote again from Lesson 19, the um, statement from the editor. It says, notice the last part of verse 18. We just read that. It says that when Jesus Christ came to earth, he declared the Father. That was his message for mankind. It was about the Father. Our Father is the head of the wonderful, majestic God family. And Christ was not a rebellious son who came to declare himself, though that is what the religions of this world teach. You know, people will talk about Christ and mention his name, and Christ said that people would do that. But then they, they don't teach his message. They don't talk about the Father. They don't talk about the family of God. That's what Christ was teaching about. He was declaring the Father. The quote continues, False Christianity builds its work around the person of Christ, not his message of declaring the Father. Christ led the way in declaring the Father. Now we are to follow his example. We are commanded to follow his example. Our number one passion must be to declare the Father and his family. Declaring the Father is what separates God's very elect from his own Laodicean church and the world. This is the foundational truth of the Bible. People who don't declare the Father are deceived. They don't understand that our calling is about being born into God's family, headed by the Father. So we have to understand what Christ did, what he taught, the gospel message, the good news of the soon-coming kingdom and family of God. He declared God the Father. He was teaching about the family of God. And so again, we can understand, hopefully, that when the truth of family is destroyed, well, then the truth of the God family is also destroyed. We have a new edition of the Trumpet Magazine. This has come out recently. 
and it has a special report on the assault on marriage, family, and children. This is from the August 2023 edition. So depending on when you might listen to this, that would be the edition to go back to. But it has articles in there that really focus on this assault on marriage, family, and children. It talks about modern-day child sacrifice, what, what people are doing to the children. It talks about just the perverted lifestyles of the ruling class and of others. And it gets into some real in-depth articles about what's going on in this society. And as you observe it, as you see you know, current events and current trends, you have to understand why it's happening. Why is there such an attack on the family? Well, and the reason is because God is a family. God created physical family to teach us about his family and to prepare us to enter into the God family. Satan hates that, and he works passionately to destroy it. And there's so much confusion today about gender roles, about male and female, about marriage, about family, things that were basic, things that were common sense. And just a few short years ago, why that attack? Well, it's because Satan hates God, he hates the God family, and he hates mankind's potential. We have to be on guard against the thinking that is permeating this society where family is being destroyed. We have a lot more information in our correspondence course. Again, Lesson 19 gets into God's plan for mankind and and what he wants to do with us and gives you a lot of information on that that you need. Also, the most recent issue of the Trumpet Magazine, the August edition, And we have a uh, booklet on redefining family. We have a lot of material at thetrumpet.com, but we need to understand who and what God is, that God is a family that mankind can be born into. We also have to understand what family is and how God set it up and how he created it and how it's supposed to function. Thetrumpet.com, again, has all the information that you need to really dig into this subject and make sure that you're protecting yourself and your family. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.